0: The following is intended for mature audiences only. Welcome to Altitude Adjustment. Good afternoon. I'm Leon Davis and you're listening to Altitude Adjustment. Uh, Great to have you with me this afternoon or whenever you're listening. Uh, appreciate that. Um, <clears throat> so I try to periodically go back and uh, assess where I am and, and, and how I'm doing with the podcast and make sure that I'm trying to live up to uh, the expectations I set for myself. And, and sometimes, so I, I occasionally realize that I'm not doing that. Uh, and so I have to, to make adjustments. And one of the things that I like to try to do is make sure that I'm being fair and, um, giving credit where credit is due because I, I, am like most people will, um, be quick to criticize when I see something wrong. So, um, like most you, you recognize what you think is wrong in other people, but it takes a lot of effort to try to recognize the, the things that you're not doing well, also. Um, and so, what I don't want to do is n- be critical and not uh, also give credit where credit is due. And so, you know, recently I've talked about how uh, in my negotiations uh, podcast, that, you know, some people are condescending. While I do think that there is some condescension going on, I also think that there is a lot of good information and a lot of uh, uh, good provoked, thought provoking commentary that's being made. Uh, I singled, I pointed to the TYT, uh, the Young Turks, and I pointed to Crystal and Sagar, and I think both of them uh, contribute a lot, a lot of very good information to the conversation. So I, I want to make sure that I, I am, you know, pointing out also that though I have some criticisms, um, you know, as far as the condescension goes, I do think that they do a, an excellent job of presenting a, a unique point of view and supporting that point of view with the inf- with uh, the facts that they believe are necessary. Uh, and why they chosen that point of view. Now, I also want to point out <clears throat> that that other people contribute to the conversation as well. Um, while I disagree vehemently with most of the things that uh, Tucker Carlson says and... Um, oh, his name, right on tip of my tongue. But anyway, uh, another Fox News... Or not Fox News uh, t- commentator. Um, I disagree with their uh, the, the the conclusions that they come up with, but what I do understand is, and I recognize, is that theirs is a different point of view than mine. Um, and and that's good to be able to see how other people view the same situation that I do, because it. Helps to add perspective to um, my understanding of what is and is not happening and going on there. So, so while I, as, as I say, I, I disagree with their perspectives, um, I do understand that they are bringing to the to the conversation a difference in perspective. Now, we can all debate about the harm. That can be done by some of the things that are brought into the the uh, conversation, but but I do think that at least um, I am seeing and I'm trying to add to myself different perspectives that allow me to be able to see. Uh, uh, and I've mentioned this before. One of my favorite analogies is uh, life is like a cube, and you've got three people on different sides of the cube. And each one says the cube looks different. It has a, you know, and if you look at the cube only from one perspective, then yeah, you're going to think that the whole cube, that you've got the whole picture. But when you take in other people's perspectives, then you realize, you know, there's a different way to look at it. And it, it gives you an opportunity to make a better informed decision about how things are. And so I understand that different people are going to have different viewpoints on how I see, on how the things that I see are transpiring in our society. And I think it's good that we are having uh, so many different viewpoints, you know, being available. Now that's good. If, if you're willing to use those viewpoints to better your, Self, and what I, I think I see is a lot of people, um, not taking into consideration other viewpoints and not including those as a part of the discussions that they have. There was a, a video that I watched in the preparing for this show, there was a video I watched where a, a guy was praising Ron DeSantis and then attacked Joe Biden. And that helps understand how people just only see what they want to see and shut out that life is really complicated, that the people that you disagree with actually bring something profitable to the table for everyone. I've mentioned that, you know, there's a lot of emotional thinking going on and this was a e- prime example of emotional thinking because that person has been, or for some reason chosen to dislike Joe Biden or um, politics that they don't agree with, they don't recognize that there is something pro- profitable, by people that disagree with them being brought to the table. So this person did not recognize that Ron DeSantis wasn't the only reason they got the help that they needed, but they only recognized Ron DeSantis for that help. And that becomes a problem because go, as we go down the road, if you eliminate people that are actually bringing good to you, eventually they won't be there or they won't be there in the capacity that you may need them in the future. So the help that you're getting now, you may be hurting yourself in the future, but it's difficult to tell some people when they're being emotional, that that's the case. And so there, there is that. Um, so I, I, yeah cover those that those that point um one of the things in the, the show today was about help wanted now help wanted comes in and 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 I looked at it when I first looked at the doing the topic it was because I've encountered so I've been reading in the papers and you know hearing on the news about industries that are having difficulty getting employees or getting people to uh, fill in, fill jobs. And of course it's, it's some areas aren't going to affect me because I'm not accessing those services, those goods and services. So I don't have that firsthand experience in that area. And it wasn't until recently that I started actually feeling this Behavior or this um, situation where you know, people not taking certain jobs. So I take um, transportation services because of my disability, and recently I haven't been able to get transportation services that I've been accustomed to because they can't seem to keep. Drivers for the service. And there was a real frustration on my part. And of course, one of the first things, one of the things that I've done is so I call the service and, and, you know, I want to raise a little cane. I want to let them know that this is causing me great pain and to see, you know, what's going on and, and, and just get a better understanding. And a little perspective was brought to me. Whereas you know, my concern is is I can't go to the. Uh, it costs me more to go to the doctor because I can't use uh, services that are uh, are cheaper because of my disability. I now have to use services that the general public uses, and it, it's costing me a lot more out of pocket than it was before. But the perspective is. There are people who are on dialysis and and other um, life-saving medical facilities and and procedures that are also feeling what I'm feeling, that are also not able to get to their dialysis treatments and and their their medical uh, treatments. And so one of the questions that the person posed to me was, if you could answer for me how We get and retain drivers. I would love to know about that. And so, of course, I had to stop and and think for a second. Um, I was calling with a complaint without calling with a solution. And that's, that's, I could see how easy that is. Solutions are hard. Solutions are extremely hard, and they're very difficult to come by. Because one solution isn't going to solve everybody's problem. All of the solutions have to be more um, people included in the conversation so that we can get a a better solution for more people. Now, I've been saying that on my podcast, I think from, from the time I started, is that the idea is to get more voices included because then we can have a better chance of solving the situation uh, you know whatever situation it is that we're trying to address and then then you encounter then I encountered it in a real life situation and and uh, I had to, for one laugh at myself because I didn't um, immediately recognize the the position I was, I was putting myself in by not thinking first about how this was affecting other people also and only seeing it from my perspective and to be someone who was always saying, you know, look at life from different perspectives, look at life from the other persons. And, and I understand that people encounter that it is, it becomes difficult to understand. I don't, I don't use dialysis. I don't, uh, you know, there are a lot of different services that are uh, necessary for people that I particularly don't use or access. So so when I'm trying to solve a problem, I'm basically trying to solve it from my perspective, which is why I try to listen to as many different people as possible. And the the I think the uniqueness of it is that I can see where do the course of trying to have my voice without the, without having someone to, or or having other resources to look at, to look at it from a different perspective, I start to elevate my own perspective without necessarily realizing it. So in other words, I think I'm right simply because I don't see anything else coming at me that says I'm not seeing the whole picture. So I I try to make sure that I have as many resources uh, for information as possible to try to keep in check my personal... um, I, I think it's difficult as a human being to not see things only from your perspective. And so that's a challenge that is constantly always happening. There is no opportunity, I think, where um, I can let my guard down and think I've got the answer. So even when I've listened to multiple sources, I've listened to multiple people, uh, it is still in a place coming from me. And what I've learned. And so trying to include other, other ideas then becomes another unique uh, challenge. So now to turn that around and look at the world outside of me, when I, when I see people and I say, oh, they would have a different point of view if they knew what I knew. That becomes difficult because um, I I may not necessarily know what they know, and maybe they have included what I, you know, the the some of the the knowledge that I have, uh, because it you know whatever knowledge is in my head didn't get there just by my head. It it's it's out there. I can't imagine that there's any thought that I would have that no one else has. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, is that, that thought process available to be seen and heard by a large number of people? So, um, what I try to do is be more receptive to people I disagree with. Um, and, and that becomes difficult because one of the first things um, that you try to do is, is when you see an error, you try to correct it. Um, and if you think it's an error, um, then you're going to try to correct it. And, and you may not just, uh, I may not just, you know, see it as an opportunity to learn. And so, and so I work to try to, to be more learning. Um, and so w- when when I make statements like um, T.Y.T. and Crystal and Saga are, are more um, condescending, I would hope that it becomes more of a observation than an, than a criticism. That that at least if they were aware of it, they could then look and say, you know, ask themselves, "Am I? Is my intent to be?" more condescending or is my intent to just, you know, provide perspective, my perspective. And and I think that that's a challenge that we all should take upon ourselves is to, is to be it, uh, make sure that we're being introspective and that we are trying to include as much information that we don't have or that we need that want to have along with the information that we already do have. Um, So so I I just wanted to uh, kind of, you know, make sure that I was pointing out that while I can be critical and sometimes take that step of being critical, it is with intent to help add perspective and not always just not to tear something down. It is hopefully meant to provide an opportunity for growth. And hopefully that's, that's what my efforts are being taken as. Of course, you never know how I never know how someone is going to take what I say and what I do. So, but that's my intent anyway. So in the course of of, um, preparing for this show, one of the videos that I watched, I wanted to share a a small piece of it with you and then share my perspective on that. Let's start with that. May the last... I don't, know, I don't know, seven, seven years, years we've been covering Trump, right, just since we've been here, that abortion was the issue that made you hold your nose, nose to support Trump with, with, through all of his, his antics. So now, now abortion is no longer it important? It is very important. It is extremely important, important to me. And, and when you, you hear Herschel, Herschel Walker, his position on abortion, he is against, against abortion. abortion. And, and I believe... Be, we be uh, for I, it? I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking, talking about when he g- took... If, if he, he takes the oath to, to, to be a U.S. senator, he has vowed to protect the sanctity of life, and he, vowed, he will vow to continue to fight against abortion. Those are the policies that he will represent as a politician. Those ways personally been overturned, Alice. Exactly, exactly, but I, I am talking about the, the emphasis to push for the sanctity of life, and that is an issue that is important to him. I trust that he will do so as, as a politician. Well, I Okay, so so I'm going to start. They're they're not finished with uh, people who are pushing for bans on abortion are not finished. The overturning of Roe v. Wade, giving states the opportunity to make decisions wasn't enough. So if you think that that's that's the situation that that they've gotten what they want it's not they're trying to create it is per, my perception is they're trying to create a world regardless of what is true a world in which that they want certain things in the discussion i think don lemon was making an assumption that he, and his assumption wasn't matching her ideas. He believed that if Herschel, that Herschel Walker's behavior of, you know, paying for an abortion defined Herschel Walker's Stance on abortion. That. That people. Live what they believe is right. And so he's going on that assumption. The person that he's talking to. Doesn't care. Whether the person. Lives what they believe is right. As long as they do. Do what I want them to do, what she wanted them to do. The fact that Herschel Walker says he's going to fight for the sanctity of life mattered more than if Herschel Walker was somebody that told the truth or that cared about the truth or that was a man of honor, a man of integrity. That mattered not at all to this person. Only that Herschel Walker says he's going to implement the agenda that she wanted to have um, uh, implemented. And as long as he said that, just like Donald Trump, it did not matter if they did anything to prove to you or to her or to anyone else that, that, What they, what the rhetoric that's coming out of their mouth was rhetoric that they were going to follow through on. Now, you know, any reasonable person could see that that's a pretty dangerous situation because that a politician will tell you anything to get elected and then do something completely different once in office. And that becomes, you know, For most, for a lot of people, that becomes significant. But if, as you see, the the politics and you hear it mentioned a lot of times, they talk um, one way about the the uh, primaries. They talk in one way in the primaries, and speak totally different in the general election. A lot of Candidates scrub things from their websites or from their, you know, talking points or uh, things like that from the from the primary to the general election. And so there's not this level of in, we we don't hold candidates to a level of integrity. And, and and I say we, I don't mean all of us. There are a lot of Don Lemon is talking about integrity. Don Lemon is pushing for honesty. It's pushing for, you know, mean what you say and say what you mean. And the person he's talking to is, I don't care what you say. I mean, I don't care what you mean. I only care that you say the right things. What you do is not my issue. The fact that Herschel Walker may have had an abortion, may have believed in abortion, it, as long as Herschel Walker says he's not that he's against abortion, that is acceptable. That that is reason for this person to push for Herschel Walker, and um, a lot of uh, people. Okay, trying not to speak in generalities, trying to make sure um, that I'm expressing the idea in the best way possible. Here's here's the world that I see part of the country pushing for. Now, I'm going to give a some people would call it a hypothetical. I don't think it's hypothetical because it's a reality. And you have to examine reality because you, in order to understand the impetus or the, the blowback from any action that you take, you have to um, think outside of what could possibly go wrong or go right with what you're trying to do. And so that's not a hypothetical that is examining things in a logical and reasonable way. What are if I if I do this, what are the logical things that can happen or will happen if 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 what I do occurs? So here's the society I see some people pushing for. And we'll start with the abortion issue. And, it, and, and this all ties together, hopefully. I can tie it all together. So, they want to take away a woman's right to choose. They don't see it as, a, they may not see it as a woman's right to choose. They may see it for them as a right to life issue. Now, while you may see it as a right-to-life issue, it still has a component to it that is a woman's choice. There is a component there that's a woman's choice. Because you don't recognize that or because you don't acknowledge that, does not change that? It is still a woman's right to choose. So they take away a woman's right to choose. They take away a woman's ability to make certain medical decisions for herself, for her family because her choices may, her reason for her choices may have to do with the other children in her family, the other children that she may have, her husband, um, You know, she may be a caregiver for family. And right now a pregnancy would create a hardship for her to care for others in her family. And so this may be a traumatic, this will be a traumatic decision for her. But it is one that she may feel that she needs to make to to preserve the people in her family now so they take away her right to choose how to care for her family and herself they want to um, women to be uh, more home oriented so so women don't generate, directly generate wealth so they'll have to depend on something and someone. They want to eliminate government support. So that only leaves depending on someone else. They want to eliminate same-sex couples so that only leaves being supported by a man, if you're a woman, and if you're a man, you need to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You don't get support. Period. Maybe. So. Then they are for fighting wars. One of the things, one, of, they don't want women in the military, so that only leaves men to fight the wars as men fight the wars, the uh, number of available men diminishes. So, as the number of available men diminishes, the number of opportunities for women to find a, and have a successful relationship diminishes. So now uh, there are less men available um, there's no support from the government. There's no opportunities for jobs or the diminished opportunities for jobs. And there's diminished opportunities for making um, family planning uh, a, a possibility because they want to eliminate contraception. So so if you get if a woman gets into a relationship, that is toxic she has the way out because the reason she's probably in the relationship is because it's one of the only ways that she can support herself and her children and if she's in a toxic relationship she can't get out because she can't get support she can't get help she can't Find another man because the number of men is depleted, uh, and even the ones that are available can be um, difficult to 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 navigate because they know that they are at a premium. These these guys now know that they're in a premium, and that they have all of the power. And so what is the incentive for them to be amenable to a wife that is captive, basically? Not all of the situations are going to be that way. Rich people are going to have options. The further down the economic scale that you go, the fewer options that are available. But that is the kind of world that they want to move to. And, and I don't think that those people that want to move to that see the connecting thread to all of that. At this point, there is they see each each leg of that as individual. So in other words... They don't tie together eliminating a woman's choice in her reproductive rights. They don't connect that with um, being in a relationship, being in a bad relationship, and being forced to carry the child of a husband who may rape them. They don't connect those two. Individually, they see right to life, Individually, they see working out the relationship with your husband. Individually, they see uh, women in the workplace. Individually, they don't see the thread that runs through all of those, that ties those together, that makes those life. And that not being able to see that, not connecting all of those things, then makes exacerbates the problem. It then makes it worse because they don't follow the logic. They don't. The things that I've talked about, they're not out of the out of the norm. They're not something that's just hypothetical that would never happen or that doesn't happen on many occasions. Or we've seen the divorce rate. We've seen relationships. We've seen uh, relationships where people have chosen to delay marriage. We see, you know, um, difficulty, even in a two income family, the difficulty to buy housing and uh, to pay for housing and, and things of that nature. And they don't, it appears that in their conversations, in their choices to support a particular issue, they don't see how that issue connects to other issues. And that's um, one of the, that's how it appears to me. So when I think through it, I say, if, 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 you, if you understand, if you understand that people are using weapons with, to kill folks, and they're using a certain type of weapon and and right now they're not using a different type of weapon you know what is the likelihood that if you take that other weapon away that they're going to shift their focus from that type of weapon to a new type of weapon you know they they don't see the connection between And and you have to go back to um, my discussion on negotiations to understand that. And I'm not doing that to push you into that discussion. It's just I don't want to have to go back in this discussion and restate those things. They're available for you to find. So you have to do a little bit of research. Um, By not connecting issues that are related to each other, it appears that, you know, that these that a person is, I'm fighting for this particular issue and I'm fighting for this particular issue and I'm fighting for this particular issue. But when you put all of those issues together is when you get a picture of. What your what that what what is the eventual logical outcome of you getting your way. Of you getting the things that you want in society, What will society look like as a whole and not just, yes, you're fighting for the sanctity of life, but you're only fighting for the sanctity of life in this particular arena when there's another whole arena that's attached to it that also needs your attention. So while you're in a myopic view of right to life, what is the Potential outcome on a grander scale of of your actions, and so, um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, I'm I'm coming to the situation, and this time I'm prepared. I'm coming to the situation with a with a uh, I don't want to call it complaint, but I'm coming with. Uh, a challenge and and so now solutions you know how do we the solution is is that we have to somehow connect those threads in a way that people understand how all of these things are going to work together how they're eventually going to play out on the on the grand scale of life how what you're doing on um um you call they call them um discretionary spending um how the the issues that you're making on discretionary spending are going to impact society as a whole so if you take away um Man, you take away um, retirement, uh, FICA. um, You know how does that? How does that impact society as a whole, and not just a few individuals? Um, And so, and so, what I think we need to do is be able to find a way in the conversation to make sure that we're tying together how that small piece will fit into and impact society as a whole um, and and that that all of these pieces, while you're not connecting them, they are connected. Um, and so and so that's one of the things that I think is important um, the solutions that is it would be beneficial to try to make sure that we are, as a as a group, discussing along with the the individual issues, right to life, discretionary spending, military spending, military actions. You know, we've been in in so many wars over the last few years. What is the realistic anticipation that that's going to change? If we don't plan to make changes if we don't understand what this is doing Cause, because a lot of things that happen in society they're not going to be reflected uh, except for years <coughs> yeah pardon me so some of these changes aren't going to be reflected for years and by that time by the time we realize oh this has created a problem it then has um, snowballed into other challenges. And just as a, an example, China was dealing with the problem of a growing population <clears throat> and the ability to provide resources to that population. They made an attempt by at limiting the number of children with a one-child act, what they didn't anticipate, um, unintended consequences, and I I don't necessarily call them consequences, but it it, it is a consequence, but unintended uh, uh, side effects, was that people were terminating female children because they placed a higher value on male children. After some years, and they realized we have all of these male children and no female children, no females to wed them to um, uh, continue to to help build a society, a better society and 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 what that means in in the terms of... How that that society grows and changes, because the lack of female children, the lack of you know females in a society, are going to have an impact on how the society looks at women. Well, you know it's part of. Um, anyway. Um, so so i'm hoping that down the road we make sure that we are and and i i'm going to step away from that uh as far as you know going down that road i don't want to you know um i just wanted to use china as an example of that down the road that the decisions that we make have an impact that we may not anticipate and so it is important to try to understand the, the potential of actions that we take for because it will grow, it will grow, it will change, and we need to understand what our expectations of how these actions are going to impact, what we, we do put into place, potential mitigating plans, if things go a way we don't want them to go. And one of the things that I think is happening in the discussions that we're having, which is a normal thing is, no one's looking at the potential problems with the ideas that they're pushing forward. And if you don't look at the problems, if you don't look at, you know, what are the potential problems of this, then you won't be prepared to deal with him if those problems show up. (coughs) Excuse me. And you won't be prepared. And so, I think we're, in a a lot of the instances we're fighting for a, a woman's right to choose without explaining why that right to choose is beneficial for society. Yes it is a woman's choice but how does that choice reflect itself down the road how does that how does a woman's choice benefits society as society as a whole and not just the woman because because her actions on that will make an impact on all of society, and not just the woman's health. There is a medical impact of women not being able to get those procedures, because if we're not practicing those skill sets, those skill sets are gonna go away, and not only that, but... um, Ancillary skill sets that are connected with that are also going to be impacted. And so those conversations are not being had because we're focusing on the core issue and not also including the other issues that are also impacted by that. One of the last things I wanted to get to before I got off of here in that uh, this past week, and I'm, I'm not a, I don't tend to get into... social, I don't want to call it um, pop culture. Uh, But recently, uh, Candace Owen and Kanye West wore a t-shirt that uh, had on it White Lives Matter. Um, One of the other things that I wanted to say is that I, I have um, mentioned that new services have sometimes focused on things that I don't think are beneficial. But uh, one of the things that has come out recently in, in the news is about the cruelty of some of the behaviors and ideologies put forth by particular candidates and particular ideologies or wings of the political spectrum. And so I and and so I, I think that is a good thing of recognizing that that some of this behavior is not beneficial as a whole to start a conversation or to in any way be a positive form of conversation or behavior to build a better community, but some of it is just plain mean. It is not intended to be beneficial it doesn't appear to be intended to be uh, beneficial it is just cruel it is there's a a heartless cruelty to it i i watched a couple of videos or uh, more about you know people's perspective on um the kanye candace thing roland martin um and several others just just said that, you know, they stopped taking Kanye serious. Uh, there were people that said they didn't see the harm um, in in Kanye and Candace's behavior. Um, and so I can see from their perspective, you know, their perspectives, why they might say that. And I'm, and I'm not specifically talking about Roland, but I'm just saying, you know, um as as i watch you know people make their case for why uh, kanye doesn't matter or K- kanye's behavior doesn't matter that it's it's it, they made the statement that kanye's behavior is about making money um creating controversy to just sell his brand um but I, but i to me I, there was a cruelty to it there was a cruelty to to that can't be ignored while black lives matter has had some challenges the movement stemmed out of pain and loss that pain and loss didn't go away because there were people inside the Black Lives Matter movement that whose behavior was considered improper. Behavior can always be considered improper by someone. Whether you're on the, the side of that you uh, don't believe that the behavior was improper or whether you do believe the behavior improper, um, that doesn't change the purpose for the movement. The the t-shirt fiasco may have been misunderstood. So there was a front side of the t-shirt that may have added a different perspective. But the backside of the t-shirt was cruel in any concept because it was displayed as it was and made the perspective of Black Lives Matter attacked it, it, it attacked the, the concept, the core, regardless of what the front of the shirt said, regardless of the intent. It was poorly communicated. It was poorly presented. And it was cruel in a way that there is no excuse for. I may have missed at this particular time any comments that... Candace may have made or that Kanye may have made and if I if I encounter those I will somewhere down the road try to include uh, you know make note of that but at this particular point there was a cruelty there that was, was difficult for me to see on a national level um, I do hope that That Candace and Kanye at some point understand the cruelty aspect of it and make some type of restitution for, for the cruelty that they heaped up on people who have lost loved ones because of the concept that black lives have not mattered um i don't i don't know how else to 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 put that to be more ex- acknowledging of that be- of what they've done um, i don't i'm making no attempt to be over dramatic i'm making no attempt to add weight to it that is not already there Uh, I'm not trying to um, to demonize Candace and Kanye only to to explain my perception of what I saw as an un Um, defensible an indefensible position. Um, While you may not believe that Black Lives Matter is the organization doing what they say they're doing, there's a way to say that without being cruel. There's a, a way to say things that you want to say things that you want to do without being cruel. Cruelty is not easily accomplished. It takes an effort to be cruel. There's always times when people are unthinking, they say things unthinking, but cruelty comes from the core. To be cruel is a part of your personality to be cruel. I want to thank you very much for joining me this afternoon. I will try to be back. I gonna say try. I will be back next week. Really enjoyed putting together this podcast. Please make sure you find the podcast, like it, and subscribe. Also, please leave your comments. Hearing from you would give me an opportunity to see things in a way I may not have seen them before. Again, have a great weekend. That concludes this episode of Altitude Adjustment, and thank you for listening. This podcast is streamed live on YouTube and Twitch.tv and is designed for listener interaction. Visit the website, thelionsdenstl.wixsite.com forward slash home to join the discussion. The audio version of Altitude Adjustment is available where you get your podcasts, including Stitcher.com, the iTunes Store, and the Google Play Music Store to name a few. Remember that the internet is powered by your likes, shares, and comments. So please like, share, and comment on this and other episodes of Altitude Adjustment because it matters. And as always, look out for the other guy because they may not be looking out for you.